I have three essentials of discipline that I'd like to go over that are really important and will really help you to get in shape to make those changes. So some of these three big essentials, I would say the number one uh, would be commitment, avoiding distraction and temptation. And we'll go into that a little bit deeper later and work. You got to work at developing your habits. You have to make and achieve small goals at a time. You want to make sure that you have a good routine. You want to make sure that you have some deadlines. You want to help some structure. Welcome to Making the Change, Optimize Your Health and Mind, where we explore the latest research and expert insights on how to take charge of your health and happiness. I'm Dr. Dave. I'm a board certified physician and an integrative medicine expert. So join me as we learn how to thrive physically, mentally, and emotionally in the next phase of our lives. So let's go dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Dave, and I have my guest host, Sarah, uh, who is the fabulous marketing director for Pure Wellness Medical. So we're talking about change. We're talking about getting optimized with your health and mind, which gives us the ability to get anything that we want. We can manifest it in our thoughts and just go get it. So I figured that we have a lot of things that we can talk about, but I really think that as part of a change, it's very crucial to discuss discipline. So I have three essentials of discipline that I'd like to go over that are really important and will really help you to get in shape to make those changes. So some of these three big essentials, I would say the number one uh, would be commitment, avoiding distraction and temptation. And we'll go into that a little bit deeper later and work. You got to work at developing your habits. You have to make and achieve small goals at a time. You want to make sure that you have a good routine. You want to make sure that you have some deadlines. You want to help some structure. So we're going to talk about working and developing good habits, which we spoke about on our last podcast, and then leading with your mind over your mood. Don't let your mood change your mindset. So we're going to discuss those three main topics today, and I think we have some really helpful things to help people make those changes. So if you think about it, how is this going to change your life, right? So we haven't really talked about the five components of life, the five pillars, I like to say. Uh, number one being spiritual. So once you get your life disciplined and part of that spiritual life, and for me, again, I'm Christian, so uh, it's real easy for me to say, but the discipline component is very difficult. But when you're disciplined in your spirituality, your life tends to be disciplined. Um, next is your health. And if you're disciplined with your health, again, life just seems so much easier. I mean, if you have somebody like Steve Jobs or one of the most wealthy men in the world, and he died of cancer. So he didn't put his health first. Or maybe he did, you know, pancreatic cancer is a pretty massive killer, but, you know, we're not sure what happened, but I'm sure health wasn't one of his top priorities. The next would be your community or your personal relationships. And when you're disciplined, you tend to have more integrity and People want to listen to you and want to be around you. You become someone of credibility. In relationships, people know that they could depend on you. The other component is professional. So when you're disciplined, your professional life changes 
people are able to look at your desk and see that it's neat. You know, you get all your work done on deadlines. So it really makes a big difference in your professional life. Then once you have all of those things straightened out and you're very disciplined in them, just the finances just seem to flow. Now you always need to be disciplined on finances. You need to keep track of what's going in and what's coming out. But as you're taking all of these pillars and doing one at a time and getting them taken care of, you tend to see huge results uh, in your life in general. So let's talk about our first essential of discipline here, which is commitment and avoiding distraction and temptation. And, and I put those things together because I think when you're truly committed to something, there is no way you can be distracted. And temptation is always going to come in to pull you away. But the reality is, if you're committed, nothing can pull you away. So you got to stay headstrong and committed to the end task and don't let anything put you off. You know, disciplined people are always people of high integrity, people of their word. And you know when they make a decision that something's going to happen that they're going to do what they said, that their, their decision or their word is set in stone. And they don't need to be held in accountability for that because you already know that they're accountable to that. Now, the other components are resisting temptation and avoiding distraction. And temptation is those little things that come into your day that just want to pull you off track. Uh, as you're drinking a cup of coffee, you're trying to stay disciplined on your diet and you see the donuts on the shelf. Little temptation. Do not let that temptation distract you from your goal, distract you from your commitment. Because in the long run, the commitment's what counts. And it's very important to understand that changes that we're trying to make, they're lifelong changes. So there's no diet. There's no... um easy way to get through this. Change is difficult. Change is difficult for a lot of people, but it's not just making a change. It's making a change and helping yourself and becoming a better person. So if you're going to change, you want to change for the positive. So in my own life, um, I've struggled with discipline a lot. If you think about it, you can be disciplined in sports. And, and I was always disciplined in sports. I had, uh, football career where the coach is yelling at you to stay disciplined. And then I would go home and I would spend extra time practicing and spend extra time running. It's very disciplined and it brings a lot of discipline into your life. So it's very important, especially in sports in a, in a group sport to stay disciplined. On the same note, I have my son who, who wrestles and he just had uh, regionals and all the kids that are very successful in wrestling, what do they do? They stay disciplined. They wrestle extra nights. They go to extra schools so they can continue with their wrestling and get better and better. So Sarah, I know you have a huge experience with discipline, uh, being a fitness competitor. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I think that discipline for me is the key to being successful. Um, without discipline, I would definitely, definitely fail. Um, from what I eat, to my workouts, to my sleep schedule, um, to be successful, discipline plays a huge, huge role. Um, so yeah, I definitely find the value in that. 
Yeah. Having that discipline. Yeah. And it's hard. It's not something easy, something that you have to work at. Absolutely. Yeah. So the next phase uh, that I'd like to talk about essential uh, would be working at developing your good habits. And we kind of discussed that in detail, right? We had a whole uh, podcast where we spoke about uh, habits, but to fine tune that a little bit. So we want to make sure that we have the essentials of our habits, that small little things that we can do every day um, that make it just so much easier for us to maintain. So, so first you start the little habit, then you want to make sure that they're able to stay in a routine. And you want to make sure that your habits are easy to attain. So you don't want to have a habit of maybe making everybody's bed in the house and you don't get up early enough and then you're not able to continue on with your day because now you're late for work. So that, that doesn't mean a good habit because the reward doesn't help you. And one of the most important components of having a habit that sticks is that there's some sort of reward at the end. Otherwise, there's never a way for it to stick with you. One of the things I like to think about when we talk about habits is diet. Because a lot of people think diet is for a short amount of time. So that's why we use that term diet. And I like to separate that into die and it, right? Because you're not going to continue it. It's going to die. <laughs> yeah. So it's a diet's never important. Um, the lifestyle change is what's important. The, the habit forming is what's important. So... You know, what we make sure that we do is we have our 12-week programs, which allow people form those habits because it doesn't happen overnight. It does take a long time. And I have found that it takes 12 to 18 weeks to make habits stick in your life. And there's research that's been done on it. And they might say shorter times, but, you know, I'm talking reality. I'm not talking in the study. And it's definitely uh, not something easy to form new habits. And when it comes to eating, um, you know, a lot of us uh, just normally eat, you know, carbohydrates uh, that we don't need. Like in a restaurant, they bring the bread over before your food. Yeah. Why do they do that? They want to make you feel like you're special and they give you something to eat before your meal. But if you eat too much bread, you're full. Yeah, exactly. But they bring it over and it's kind of that habit that we're in and we're eating and we're talking, but you don't need that. So you can just have your conversation. And I know it's difficult when you're out with all these people and you want to eat bread and all of that, but we don't need the bread. So if it depends on how important or how disciplined you need to be with your diet. But if you're going to make those changes in that habit, when you go out to dinner, you know, when they come over. I'm going to have a glass of water instead of that bread. So you just don't get into that, that routine of always eating that bread when they come over. Um, so we've had a, a big conversation about habits and, and uh, you know, one of my habits uh, that I've instituted in my life is making sure I wake up and have a half hour of concentrated uh, prayer and meditation to start my day. And then my next portion of my day is a good hour of reading to improve myself. And lastly, and most importantly, it's the health component of my regimen, where I spend at least a half hour 
the day doing exercise uh, as hard as I can do it. And sometimes it's more than a half hour. It may not be a half hour at one time, or sometimes it might be an hour with its 25 minutes and 35 minutes kind of thing, but it's something that I've made into a habit so it keeps me consistent. And uh, actually, as I've been on this journey, I have a friend of mine, Rob, that's been doing the same journey with me. And I spoke to him last week and I said, hey, man, how's that reading coming in the morning? How's that meditation coming? And he's like, and he's like uh, well, you know, I did it for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, that's the key, man. You did it for a couple of weeks. You didn't do it for 12 weeks, so it didn't stick with you. You got to start over and it's just like starting over at day one. So I know um, with everything that you've been through, I mean, even even your diet changes that you had to make with the Crohn's disease and you had to reinstitute some different habits. So why don't you tell me some of the small habits that you've done that have turned into helping you achieve bigger habits and bigger goals? Sure. So I think with my medical condition, I think that just changing my diet, um, you know, cutting off my diet at a certain point at night, to give my stomach some time to digest um, was really helpful. But it was like that back and forth of working with um, what would work for me and when I would see the best benefit. So there is like a little bit of like playing around that you have to do to kind of figure out what habit will turn into the discipline that you're going to institute. So there was some challenges, um, but I found that kind of working with my body and seeing what worked for me. And for me, I had to do it, right? It was a habit that I had to to form to change and develop discipline just because I had no choice. <laughs> um, but I think that it also taught me a lot about what I'm capable of um, and what, you know, when you do apply yourself with, as far as like a goal or a habit that you want to change and, and you know, it become a new discipline, it is possible. Um, so whether we're forced to do it or we choose to do it, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, um, definitely attainable. Excellent. Excellent point. Um, so the third thing that we'd like to talk about is leading with your mind over your mood. And that's a real important part of discipline. And let me explain why. And why I kind of wrote it like this, right? Um, Because if you think about it, your mood can change how you react to everything, right? If I'm a bad mood and I come into work and um, you say something to me, man, I could just fly off the handle with anything that you say. And sometimes people walk on eggshells and I hate that term. I hate to be around somebody that every time I say something, I have to worry about their reaction. You know, walking on eggshells is just so uncomfortable. So a lot of people react or lead with their emotions or their mood before their mind. You know, we've learned as, as we talk about success and we talk about skills and we talk about a lot of different uh, components, uh, we learned that in order to really help people and communicate with people, it's sometimes it's more important to do the listening than it is the talking, Right. Yeah, absolutely. If I really want to help you with your mindset, I have to listen to what's going on if we're going to fix that. But don't forget, we have a component in there too. And our feelings sometimes, uh, if we don't know how to get rid of bad feelings, they kind of change our mood and they make us feel depressed or angry. 
And then as a reflection, our response to society is that angry reaction or that fearful reaction because we're actually think about something else as we're doing it. And that points to making sure that you stay focused, right? Your feelings don't change any circumstance that you go through. So if you're angry about something, like if you're angry that you get a speeding ticket, you can be angry as much as you want, <laughs> right? You're not changing the speeding ticket. You still got the speeding ticket. Uh, you do something stupid and you're typing on your phone and you hit a fire hydrant. Well, you're straight out of luck. You can't get angry at your phone because you still got to worry about the fire hydrant and your car. One of the other things with leading with your mind is where is your mind? What is the mindset of your mind? And part of making the change, one of the most essential parts is making sure that your mind is where we need it to be, that you're always thinking about growth. You're always thinking about goals. You're always thinking about improving yourself. And that's the mindset that we're trying to foster here. We want people to understand that the only limitations that you have are the ones that you put on yourself. You know, I, I went to a, a conference this weekend, a whole bunch of entrepreneurs and, and some really wealthy people there and, and really impactful people. One of them, uh, Bill Walsh, uh, who's one of my mentors and, and, uh, this guy, Sir Kaya, who, who has done so many things that he actually got knighted from the King of uh, Spain. Wow. Um, and you know, so royalty was there and the commissioner of Maramar was there. Um, and one of the things that I noticed from all of them was this goal oriented mindset that there is no stopping you unless you stop yourself. And, you know, we fall into circumstances in life and we think that the circumstance can change our minds into a, a negative way, but your mind can change the circumstances. So now we, we, your feelings can't change the circumstance, right? Cause that's a result of a circumstance, but your mind can physically change that circumstance. Why? Because when you're not happy with something, you seek out solutions. You're not happy with something, you know, it has to change and you want to adapt to it. And one of the women that I, I met this weekend, who's been going to several different mentors that I have for motivational speaking and, and, um, helping to people move to that next level in their life. Her name is Phoebe. And she just kept asking questions about, well, I, I, this is what I want to do, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get started. And, and everybody's like, you've been to so many of these conferences and you haven't started yet because it was an inner confidence thing of her. She didn't lead with her mind. She let her mood of fear, her motion of insecurity, no self-confidence, made her frozen. And I always say, right, what's my new saying that I've been telling you guys? The act of any action is always better than inaction. Right. Because at least there's a possibility that you can change. At least there's a possibility that you can make a difference. And it's very, very, very important to be able to make those changes so you can really um, 
make a difference in your life. And it, and it really stings to be stuck. And, and that's one of the things we want to bring out with this podcast is getting stuck. We just want to get out of being stuck. But not only is being stuck not fun, but you're not getting better. Life is about getting better and really enjoying yourself. So we did speak a lot about habits in the past and we spoke um, today. We started talking about commitment, avoiding distraction and temptation. We spoke about working at your good habits, how you have to make a good routine with them. And we spoke about leading with your mind over your emotions, you know, and when we talk about mind over emotions, since, you know, we're about to sum up, but so Sarah, why don't you tell me an experience that you had where you put your mood or your emotions over what your mind would say? Um, that's a good question. Um, that's why we do it unscripted. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the, to, to make you think about it, right? Because the reality is right. there's a lot of times in your life that you let your emotions lead the direction. Yeah, I think um, for me, getting up in the morning, um, early mornings in the winter to do fasted cardio is always that mind over emotion where my body's like, just sleep in. It's okay. You can do it later, Sarah. Or... Um, just eat less today. You don't have to do cardio in the morning. Um, but I know that here's where the discipline comes in. Um, I have to stop my mind and get my body up and do what I told myself I was going to do because I need to reach my goal. So that's definitely a mind over, you know, matter kind of thing where my body's telling me one thing, but I know I just have to not listen to it. <laughs> and afterwards, I always feel better. You know, I'm more awake for the day. I start my day right. I have mental clarity and focus. Um, so it's always rewarding. Yeah. So when you put all these essentials of discipline together, it really is able to help you change your life. Um, mm -hmm. by me starting my day off with that routine, it's enabled me to have more free time. Sometimes I'm able to go to the gym a second time. I'm able to work on my book. I'm able to work on my medical practice. I'm able to work on, um, anything else that my mind is ready to do, I have more time to do it because I'm disciplined and have more use of my free time. And I think that's very, very essential. Um, so after we discuss all these things, the next thing to do is figure out one thing that you need to do to help you be more disciplined. So our plan first was to create some habits. And you need to be disciplined with your habits. But next is to put some discipline in your life. Put some commitment in your life. Put some routine. Put some mind over matter. Put some goal-oriented mindset into your day. You know, in order to be successful, in order to live a fulfilled life, you need to go through all these components and we're going to continue to go through them. Every day is not the same. The challenges aren't the same. But the result is what we're looking for. That goal-oriented mindset of success. You want to be successful? You surround yourself with successful people and you do successful things. Yeah. So the homework today 
steps to start discipline is to put three things down in your day that you're going to do every day. E-discipline. So whether it's go to the gym every day, whether it's read every day, you want to make these habits stick. Be disciplined. So let's take some of those habits that we spoke about and make three of them a part of your daily life. And then on our next podcast, if we don't have a guest, we'll try to figure out the best way to help you continue to make the change to optimize your health. All right, so come join us and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Making the Change, Optimize Your Health and Mind. We hope you found the information and insights we shared to be helpful and inspiring. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend or family member who would also benefit. We believe that the more people that have access to this information, the better equipped they will be to thrive in the next chapter of their lives. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show so you'll never miss a single episode. We'll be back next week with more expert insights and actionable tips to help you optimize every aspect of your life. Until then, take care and remember to always prioritize your health and well-being.